0: Welcome to Sozo's Podcast, a student ministry of Victory Family Church located in Cranberry Township, PA. We're glad you're here. We meet every Wednesday night from 630 to 830. Aww. Check us out on Instagram at SozoYTH. All right, Sozo, hey, how are we feeling tonight? We good? Who Who came tonight ready to have a good night? Oh man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Hey, for due to the sake of time, let's go ahead. We're going to jump into God's Word tonight. We're going to jump right in, and uh, if you brought your Bible with you, go to Acts chapter 16, Acts chapter 16, and and we're going to jump in. This is going to be verse 25. If you brought your, your Bible with you, that's awesome. If you brought your cell phone with you, Come on, somebody, that's your Bible too. So go ahead and let's open up to God's Word, download the YouVersion Bible app, and uh, let's go to Acts chapter 16, verse 25. I just want to encourage you tonight uh, to take notes. Note takers are are history makers. I really believe that if we'll store up God's Word in the well of our heart, come on, in in the right time, in due season, God will bring it out of you, and, uh, and, and maybe that season's for you tonight. But... I just believe that today we're going to be able to leave here with our head held high and encouraged and excited for what God has in store for us. So we're going to Acts chapter 16, verse 25. If you're with me, say yeah. All right, let's jump right in. At about midnight, Paul and Silas, they were praying and they were singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners, they were listening to them suddenly was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up because he was binge-watching Netflix and he fell asleep. So, So he woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and he was about to kill himself. He thought the other prisoners had escaped, but Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, wait. We're all here. And the jailer called for the lights and rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He brought them out and he asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your whole household. And then, they, and then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately, he and his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house, and he set a meal of Chick-fil-A with waffle fries in front of them. Hallelujah. And he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. Oh, I just... I love that last part right there. He and his whole household. Anybody tonight, you're just believing that, that your whole house gets saved? Come on, somebody. Like, like salvation just isn't for you, but your whole house can get saved and start serving the Lord. And maybe your parents aren't saved. Maybe you got a cousin that isn't saved. Everybody's got a cousin that's not saved. And, and we're just going to be believing and have faith that tonight that God's going to save some people in our families. Amen to that? I wanna preach a message. If you're taking notes, which I hope that you are, you could go ahead and you could write down the title of today's talk. It's called, That's My Jam. Yeah, That's My Jam. Go ahead and write it down. And, and after you're done with that, turn to somebody next to you and tell them, with a little bit of attitude, That's my jam. Now, to whoever wasn't your first choice, your second choice, go ahead and, and look, them, look, look at them and tell them, That's my jam. But don't say it all, like, nerdy-like, like, well, Rick and Jimmy, yeah, that's my jam. It's my jabby jam. We're just going to get the We're going to jam today. We're going to jibby jam. Like, no, you got to say it with some some streets of Cranberry style, with some hood, like, yeah, that's my jam. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we're just going to pray, and we're going to believe that God's going to show up in such a magnificent way this morning that we're going to leave strengthened and encouraged that sound good let's go ahead let's let's bow our heads father god we just thank you uh, for your word lord we thank you it's a lamp unto our feet a light to our path holy spirit we just acknowledge you tonight that you have your way lord i thank you uh, for bringing freedom to us lord i thank you for hope today god and I, i just thank you that we can leave here better than we came in open our eyes so we can see you jesus and just do what only you can do in this time and in this setting. And everybody said, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, by a show of hands, I, I need some crowd participation tonight. So by a show of hands, where are my music lovers at? Like, come on. Yeah, love, like you just love music. Music equals life, you know, like it's amazing. And so where's my Spotify people at? Okay, okay, what about SoundCloud. Oh, you know, I was a little shocked. Okay, iCloud, maybe Apple Music, anybody? Okay, okay. I love music. I love all types of music, and uh, and, and let me share a couple of my favorite. One of my my, my favorite types of music, I love screamo music. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Come on, like, they just go hard and fast and like, and it just, that, that's, I'm right there. I'm right in that wheelhouse, like, like, I grew up, I love rap music. I grew up in the 90s when rap was just getting started. So, like, like I'm one of the first white people that actually loved real rap music. So, I'm right there. I grew up there. And uh, anybody like Shawn Mendes? Okay. Okay. Show him a little bit of love. What about Ariana Grande? Okay. Ed Sheeran? Uh, what about Drake? Drake, okay. And, and any Justin bieber fans in the house tonight like if he released an album right now like i'd you know i'd go get that any taylor taylor swift fans okay my wife was one of them like like listen if you don't like taylor swift we got bad blood okay it's just it's all bad like it's you know what i mean but i like i like jazz music any jazz lovers in here what about oldies Okay, okay, break it down, that's what's up. Like, but there's one type of music I just can't stand. One type I just, I can't do it, ain't going to do it, don't want to do it, you can't make me, I don't want to get down to no country music, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to hear about your truck, I don't want to hear about your dog, I don't want to hear about the reasons for the teardrops on your guitar, you know, am I preaching to anybody tonight? Okay. Okay, I'm going to get crucified right here. It's crazy. Ain't nobody got time for that. And uh but I got to tell you about my my all-time favorite. Above screamo music. My I mean like I just love it. I love it. I love it. I got to tell you I absolutely love worship music. Come on, anybody in the house today, you What about our worship team? Sozo Worship. Woo! Man, I you listen I love, like, like let me, still, by a show of hands, Hillsong. Anybody in here, you like Hillsong? How about Hillsong United? Hillsong Bethel? What about just Bethel? What about Bethel? What about Jesus culture? Okay, okay. I love worship music. And let me just say, let me just say this. If you are new to church, you are so blessed. Like, you are so hooked up. Like, if you've come in in the last three to five years, back when I was growing up, back in my day, like, you know, we, we didn't have no Hillsong. We didn't have no Carrie Job. When I was growing up in church, like, I had to get my praise on to this little light of mine. Like, who wrote that? You know what I mean? And it just isn't fair, but, like like, nowadays, you ever be in church and, like, you come in, the worship team's killing it? They're just tearing it up, but you got your alligator arms on you. Maybe you got the Hillsong Sway, you know, you're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, the worship team, they go into to your song, like My Soul Sings or or Raise a Hallelujah, and you're just like, get out of the way. Come on, I'm about to get my praise on today. Oh, man, it's just like, that's what I'm all about. I, I, I love worship. I love it. today, I want to talk about, I want to talk about tonight building your whole life on worship. I want to talk tonight about building your whole existence on praising God. Because the reality of the situation, just an FYI for you, the reality is the song might not always be the one that you love. The season might not always be something to sing about. But one of the things that I love about God is we don't worship a God because of what he does. No, we worship a God because of who he is. And uh, come on, let me hear you. I just got to tell you, there's something about a young person that makes the decision and says, I don't care what the track is, I don't care what's going on in my life, but you're going to find these hands raised in the sky, you're going you're gonna to hear this voice lifted up. Come on, I'm going to get my praise on. I'm going to get my worship on. I'm going to bless the Lord. Is there anybody that just loves to worship God and, and praise him tonight? I want to tell you something, and, and, and listen, what I love about God is God never promised you a safe journey. He only promised you a safe arrival. And so, in the midst of the journey, you're, you're going to have some highs and you're going to have some lows, and you're going to have some peaks and you're going to have some valleys. And this faith thing is not an event, this faith thing is a journey. So, in the midst of the journey, you're going to have to learn how to praise God. When you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, when you feel like everybody's abandoned you, even, even when it feels like hell on earth, yes, even when it hurts. You're going to have to learn how to lean in and get a hold of God and say, I don't care what my body feels like. I don't care what my emotions are saying. I, I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the haters are going to say. Haters going to hate. I got to get my praise on. I got to get my worship on because He's worthy. I just love this story, Acts chapter 16. It's about Paul and Silas, and and it says that at about midnight, Paul and Silas, they're in prison. They're in jail. It's midnight. Paul and Silas, it's it's prison. You ever been to prison? Don't raise your hand. You are going to stay mad single. Do not raise your hand. I'm helping you out. But could you imagine at about midnight, Paul and Silas, they're in prison. Now, I don't know what you do in your house at midnight, but, but for me, in my house at midnight, I've got my comforter up to my head like I'm about to pass out, you know, like hallelujah. And, and that's midnight at my house. And so the Bible says that at about midnight, Paul and Silas, they're in, they're in jail and they're lifting up some praise to God. They're, 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 by the way, they're not in jail because of murder. They didn't do anything wrong but love Jesus. Anybody thankful that we live in America where we can get our praise on? Come on. That's amazing. They're in jail because of their faith. Paul and and Silas, they're in prison. And the Bible says that they start to praise the Lord. They they start to worship God. They're lifting up his name. Bless you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we bless your name. We raise a hallelujah. and, And it's about midnight. They're in jail. And the Bible says that the other prisoners are listening to them. Can I tell you tonight that you never know who's eavesdropping on your conversation. You never know who's listening to you. You you never know who's Instagram stalking you. Hello, somebody. Somebody's like, no. How did you know? Like, (laughs) got him, you know. You never know who's listening to what you have to say. It's amazing what sound can do. Recently, Alyssa and I, we, we tore up the carpet in one of our apartments. And, you know, this is almost a, a year full circle. And so we tore up the carpet. And, and and when we did that, some things changed in our house. And so, like, like late at night, we could hear it was like somebody was walking around inside our living room and our dining room. It was like somebody was having a conversation like, while we we're in bed, and I just remember one night, like, you know, leaning over to Alyssa and being like, "Hun, comforter up to my head, like, hun, you go out there and you check. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to pray because I'm the holy one. Like, hallelujah. You know, like, <laughs> I'll be praying for you in Jesus' name. And, but what was so crazy is when we tore up the carpet, it changed the acoustics in the room. Some so, so our neighbors, when they would walk up the steps to their apartment, and, and as they were, going, and they were talking, it literally it like they, they sounded like they were in our room, and it just sounded like it was, it was crazy. But I thought to myself, how amazing what the, what the power of sound can do. So Paul and Silas, they're in jail, and they're lifting up the sound of worship. They're, 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 listening, they're lifting up the sound of heaven, the sound of glory. And the sound of freedom, they got chains on. Come on, but, they, but they're lifting up some glory. And the Bible says that while they're praising the Lord, that the chains fall off and the door open. And I'm telling you, the Bible says that, that, that when, where, where the spirit of the Lord is, come on, there is freedom. And chains have to fall, doors have to open. And I just got to encourage you, I don't know what chains look like for you. I don't know what you feel like you're bound. I don't know what the door is in front of you. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's a family member who has cancer. Maybe, maybe it's addiction in your family. Maybe it's abuse. Maybe it's relational dynamics. Maybe it's a financial situation or illnesses. But when the presence of God shows up, somebody's getting set free. Yeah. So watch this. They're praising God. An earthquake breaks out. Chains fall off, the doors open up, and Paul and Silas they come walking out of the jail cell. But not only do they get set free, but the Bible says that the other prisoners set free. So you need to know tonight that when you start to praise the Lord, you're not just getting freedom for you, but it's affecting your family, it's affecting your friends, it's affecting your schools, your city, your neighborhoods. God begins to show up with a new level of freedom. Like, O-M-G. They're free. This is unbelievable. The the prisoners are free. Like, like now I told you that the jailer, he's over there. He had fallen asleep on the job because he was binge watching Netflix, and and so he's passed out. And and, and so when the jailer wakes up, when the jailer wakes up, he sees Paul and Silas and the other prisoners, and, and the jailer concludes to himself, he said, I would rather take my own life and commit suicide than rather having to tell my boss, let alone my wife, what had just happened on my watch. And you ain't ever going to believe what had happened. See, what had happened was is, is he pulls out his own sword, and the Bible says he's on the brink of suicide. He's on the brink of taking his own life because, because of what just happened on his watch. Now he's got his sword out, and it's about to go down. And the Bible says that Paul looks over and he sees the jailer. And what does he do? He goes, Sir, no, sir, don't do it, man. Like, man, think about your family, think about your kids. Like, please, sir, we're we're all here. What I love about God is is God never creates a win lose scenario. Our God wants to bless you, He always creates a win win scenario. He'll he'll never bless you to curse somebody else. God never wants to bring you up to push somebody else down. Come on, I believe that tonight, that that God blesses us to be a blessing. He says, no, no. I I love what God does. He he always creates a win-win scenario. You know, when my wife was going through the process of selling our house, to buy our, our, our new one, we had this guy that he, he kept putting in offers and changing things. And, and he would always create a win-lose scenario. It was a win for him and a loss for him. It was a win for him and a loss for us. And I thought, shoot, I will never do business with you. And so my wife and we backed out. And, and so I, I thought, you know what I love about God is God never blesses us to curse somebody else. He never hooks us up to put someone else down. Paul's like, please don't do it. And the jailer, the jailer who was about to commit suicide, the jailer is so moved by his compassion, he's so moved by his kindness, he's never experienced anything like it. Wow, this is his is whole life. The jailer, he, he comes and he drops the sword. He, Guys, what, what, tell me, what, what, what must I do? What must I do to become saved? Translation. If this is Christianity, if this is what it's all about, then sign me up. If your religion's about being kind to one another, loving on one another, building up others, I want to be a part of that. I believe that God uses people to reach other people. Anybody want to be used by God to be a blessing? I want to be used by God to be a blessing and show them what this is really about. And so he goes, hey, guys, if this is, if this is what, a, what being a Christian is, then sign me up. What must I do to be saved? And now notice what Paul and Silas say. They, 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 they say, sir, all, all you have to do is believe in Jesus. So um, if you want to be saved, it's really that simple. All you have to do is believe in Jesus. Our job is to point others to Jesus. Our job is to make much of Jesus. The Bible says that to all that call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. So the, so the jailer, he can't believe it. He's like, nah, nah, man. Like, it can't be that easy. And Paul's like, no, bro. Like, for real, trust me. Like, like all you got to do to be one of us, to be a Christian, all you have to do is to believe in Jesus. And, and if you can believe in Jesus, then you're saved. And so once again, he's, he goes, guys, do you, he's so moved he goes, guys, do you think you could come back to my crib and tell my wife and my kids what they need to do to, to, to be a Christian to get saved and how easy it is? And Paul and Silas, are like, shoot, we're fresh out of prison. All right, let's go. Like, like, this is their food? Okay. You know, and so the Bible says that Paul and Silas and the jailer, they come back to the house, and the jailer gets saved. His wife gets saved. His kids get saved, and they all get Baptized. Come on, we got to give God a shout of praise right now. They all give their life to Jesus. Paul and Silas, they're sitting in the jailer's house, and they're sitting on the couch, they're watching Netflix, and, and it's about 2 a.m., and they're posted up. And at the bottom of the scripture that we had read, we read that it, it says that the jailer, the one who is about to kill himself, the jailer, It's now 2 a.m. His wife is saved. His kids are saved. They're all baptized. And he's got two guys fresh out of prison sitting on his couch. And the Bible says that he's washing their wounds and feeding them food. He's feeding them and they're watching Netflix. And and it's amazing. And Paul and Silas are like, we're not going to let our circumstance determine our faith. But we're going to let our faith determine our circumstances. I don't care. Come hell or high water, you're going to find these hands raised. You're going to, you're going to, you could, devil, you could try to throw the kitchen sink at me. But you're going to find me worshiping God. I don't care if I got chains on. I don't care if there's prison doors in front of me. You can't take away my voice. You, you can't crush my spirit. You can't touch me, devil. Like, I'll give, you You could try everything you got, but, but I'm going to get my praise on. I'm going to worship God. Sometimes you've got to praise and worship God when everybody's asking you, why are you still worshiping him? Are you crazy? You might have had the worst day ever, hashtag worst day ever. I don't know who I'm encouraging tonight. But I came to tell you that you got Jesus on the journey with you. And just because you have Jesus on the journey with you doesn't mean that every day you're going to have peachy keen days. It doesn't mean that it's always going to be all roses. It doesn't mean that it's always going to be good, 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 and then great, and then good. It just means that you got Jesus with you in the valley, and you got Jesus with you on the mountaintop, that you got him in the good times, and you got him in the bad times, and and Jesus is walking with me. He's helping me. He's teaching me. He's leading me. He's guiding me. He's mending me. Anybody thankful tonight? Worship team, you could come on out and we're going to be wrapping up and I'm going to give you four quick thoughts. Four quick thoughts tonight. And I just pray that you pull out your phone and you write these down. Four quick things. Number one, worship brings brings God and all that He is. Worship brings God and all that He is. When, when you and I, when we worship God, God's not up in heaven playing Fortnite. And he hits pause and Or maybe you're in the shower or you're, you know, you're on your way to school or you're in church and and he hits pause and he's like, Timmy, Rick, you guys get down there. They're worshiping me again. There they go. They're getting their praise on. It's their jam. It's their jammy jam. Let's, come on guys, angels get down there. You guys give them the 50% discount. Like let's hook these guys up. They're at it. That's not God. The Bible says in Psalms 23:3 that He inhabits the praises of His people. Translation: please, girls, hear me. Please hear me. God lives where you praise. It could be in your shower, it could be in your car, it could be in your school, it could be in your room, but God shows up when you start to praise Him. Whenever you start to praise Him, God shows up, not an angel. No, God shows up. Our God shows up. God himself shows up. You ever invite a friend over and, and you guys are hanging out and your friend's sitting there and they're texting and you're like, Aah! And they're like, well, yeah, I'm texting my mom. She got Stophers. It's about to go down in our house. And they're like, hold on, hold on. You know, when God shows up, that's not God. When God shows up, he's not distracted. When God shows up, he says, what do you need? Listen to me. When God shows up, he says, all that I am is available to you. The Bible says to boldly approach the throne of grace and to ask for more. So he says, what do you need? Do you need peace? Do you need joy? Do you need hope? Do you need relationships restored? What do you, all that I am is available. What do you need, son? What do you need, daughter? God shows up. And he's not distracted number two you could write this down worship takes my eyes off myself and places them on him you ever get tagged in a photo you get tagged in a photo and the the very first thing you do very first thing you look at that photo there could be six other people but if you look good that photo is good if that if that photo if if you look bad that photo is garbage come on throw it away like am i preaching to anybody the very first person you look for is you. Bear with me for a moment. Our whole life is about us. Do people like me? Am I cool? Am I accepted? Am I all right? When I worship God, all my troubles, all my anxieties fade into the background and then I can see him again. If I could just if I could just get a glimpse of heaven, I remember one time in church when I grew up in a very Pentecostal church. It was crazy, holy rollers, and, and it was wild. And I, I remember asking my dad. I didn't understand when I was young. I, I'd say, Dad, I, I don't see any guns, but I see everybody with their hands raised. And my dad said, like, why, why do they do this? And my dad was like, you know, we didn't grow up with a lot of money. He said, son, you know, when, when we go home and I have you take the rabbit ears, the antennas on top of the TV, and I have you just, you just kind of twist them and you shift them and you move them so we can get a clear picture. All these people, they come in here and they're just carrying stuff. They're carrying life issues and they've got this, that, and the other and, and they go, Jesus, if you, Jesus, I just need to see you. I just need to give this to you. It's not mine. Take it, Jesus. Please, oh, and they just, they say if they could just get a clear picture of Jesus, if they could just get a glimpse of Jesus, I dare you tonight to get a glimpse of Jesus. Number three, worship. It refreshes my soul. I love, I love flying. Um, my wife and I, we, we were flying to Florida, and this was, we were just getting married, and so we had a destination wedding. And, and so we were flying Pittsburgh to Florida, and so, I, like, I love it. Every single time I get on an airplane, I don't know what happens, I fall asleep. Which is my thing. And so, so I come ready and prepared. I come cozy, like sweatpants, hoodie, like hat, you know, headphones, earbuds, whatever you want to say, but like I'm ready to go. And every single time I pass out, oh, it's, it's just amazing. And it's my favorite part. And so when we landed in Florida, I thought it was going to be the coldest plane ever. But when, But when we touched down, I woke up, it was the hottest plane. I mean, like I felt like I was in somebody's mouth, like neck sweat, sweaty neck, like woke up, I had cotton. Do you ever see somebody with cotton mouth? Oh, it's just the work. I woke up and I'm like, Lord. I'm looking all around. I would do anything for, a- I would cut somebody for water right now, Lord. Like, you know, and I, I see the stewardess and they're all buckled in. And, and I remembered that when we were in Pittsburgh that I had bought a thing of smart water. You ever start to, just chug your water and you just, you, as you start going, you're just committed and you're like, oh my gosh, midway through, are we doing it? Oh my, we're doing it. Oh, this is so cool, so fun. And you're just like, ah, and it's just like, we did it. Worship refreshes my soul. It refreshes my soul when we feel low, when we feel depleted, when we feel depressed, overwhelmed with anxiety and angst. And I come into His presence. And I lift my voice and I lift my hands. And I'm like, God, I need a time of refreshing. The Bible says in Acts 3, 19 through 20, it says times of refreshment come from the presence of the Lord. Anybody need a time of refreshment tonight? Come on, let me just hear you. You need to be refreshed tonight. And this is our, our last and final thought. Worship is my balance between my Luke seven sixteen. Luke 7, 16 says, they all realized that they they were in a place of holy mystery, that God was at work amongst them. They were quietly worshipful, then they were noisily grateful. They were quietly worshipful, and then they were noisily grateful. That's what it's about. When we get into worship, this is what it's about. It's You ever be in worship and the worship team, they're just killing it. And it doesn't matter how loud they are, but you kind of just get before Jesus and you get quiet before him. Right now, just close your eyes. Just get before Jesus. Just picture Jesus. Just picture Jesus. Maybe just think on him. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you that you love somebody like me, and you just get quiet. God, I can't believe how good you are. Listen, don't try to get from people what only God can give. Learn to receive from your heavenly Father. He says, "I chose you. I gave it all for you. I'd give it all for you again. I set you apart. You're esteemed." You're valued. I love you. And there's nothing you could ever do to earn it. There's nothing you could ever do to deserve it. I love you. You are loved. He's so generous. He's so good. He's so kind. He's so merciful. And all of a sudden you go from that quiet place and you're like, it comes on you so heavy. You're like, what? I got to get my praise on. Can we stand to our feet? Sozo, let's stand to our feet tonight. Let's get our praise on tonight. Let's get our worship on. Come on. I want to encourage you to maybe come to, the, come to the front. Come on up to the front. We're going to get our praise on. And I encourage you to press in like you've never pressed in before. I encourage you to raise your hands. I encourage you to lift your voice in. And you just begin to sing to him. My soul longs for you, God. My soul sings, God. Just begin to love on them. Go ahead, worship team. Father, we just love you.